Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. Now, oh, thanks. You guys responded. Now, I know there's some kids in here. Do we have any kids in here? Yeah? Got some kids? Awesome. Well, I just want to say a special welcome to you, because today we're going to share and talk about the birth of Jesus, because that's what Christmas is all about, and we're going to talk about his presence in our lives, and I'm just waiting on my friend Rachel, because she promised that she would help me out this year, and well, as you can see, she's not up here, so um, Rachel, in a minute, getting my stuff together. Getting stuff together, Rachel, we only have a few minutes to I talk know, about I know, and here I am, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay, Rachel, Rachel, what are you doing? What? You're making a mess. Molly, calm down. It's all part of my show. Uh, oh, oh, your show. Not my show. Your my show. show. Um, <laughs> Rachel, we're talking about Jesus. Please, please, please yeah. tell me that you actually read the email this time. Molly, sweetie. Of course I read your super long, super duper boring email. I may have only skimmed it. Um, I definitely know I glanced at the subject line. Okay. But I don't want you to worry about a thing this year. You've got uh -huh. glitter in your hair. Did yeah, you know I don't that? Know. Yeah. Um, anyways, just stand there because you are going to love this year. Are you guys I'm ready? Sure because this year, Molly, mm -hmm. this year we're doing Rachel's favorite thing, 2015. Right. Presents. P R E 
S E N T C E. See it right there on the screen? C E. Present. C E. Not gifts, but presence, as in his presence in our lives, the birth of Jesus. Yeah, you really should have been a little more clear about that in the email. I sent you the entire email. You never read it. What? Molly, you need to calm down. Do you know what might make you feel better? A gift. Could no. Could no. 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 Sit down. Sit down. Yep, crisscross applesauce style right I there. I made a mess. That's your own fault. You did it to oh, yourself. Man. Okay? Fine. All right, now, you're distracting all these lovely people here. Okay? You're distracting them. I resent and, that, too. Okay, well... I'm going to do what we came here to do Oh, in the first you're going to do yes, what we came Yes, I can. am. Oh, fine. It's going to be great. So, tomorrow is Christmas. Me, 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 me. Tomorrow is Christmas. And kids, can you tell me whose birthday we celebrate on Christmas? Jesus. That's right, Jesus. The birth of Jesus. Now, he did not come into this world with confetti or iPhones. You don't know that. Yes, I do. He did not. Um, but he did come into this world surrounded in a stinky, smelly manger. That's surrounded disgusting. By okay. Stinky, smelly animals. Yeah, it's not the greatest. But, um, Rachel, we, we do give gifts at this time of year. As I was saying. So I'll give you that. Um, but the greatest gift of all is Jesus and his presence in our lives because he's a light to this world. All right. So, kids, we're going to read a verse on the screen like we do every week in LifePoint Kids. So on three, we're going to read it all together. On three. One, two, three. I have come as a light into the world so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in the darkness. John 12, 46. Awesome. Good job. So, Rachel, see, he was a light, and he is a light, and he brings hope to us. Now, kids, if you pay attention, we're supposed to be a light in the world, too, and you can be a light at your school, in the cafeteria, on the playground. Rachel, please tell me you're getting this. You know what, Molly? Mm -hmm. I think I do get it now. Really? Were you listening that time? I was listening, sort of. And um, okay. can I stand up? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you said something about a light, right? Present number three, people. The seventh episode just came out. Who doesn't want their very own lightsaber? Woo! Yeah. Man, they can fight. Wow. Get him. Get him. Okay. All right. Oh. Stop. All right. Yeah, no, um, Rachel, I think we need to go have a long talk about the true meaning of Christmas. Because I don't a think long you get it. talk? Yeah. Can you just, like, send me an email or something? Don't get me started on those emails, oh, Rachel. Man. man, what do I say after that, right? Well, hey, thanks for being here this afternoon. We really appreciate coming and spending part of your Christmas Eve with us. We got to give the people in Overflow a round of applause. Overflow's almost packed, so thank you all for being here on time. No, you weren't on time or you wouldn't be in Overflow. Thank you for being here, and we appreciate you spending part of your Christmas Eve with us. So what we heard Rachel and Molly talking about was the difference in presence and God's presence in our life. And that's what this whole idea of glow is all about, is God's light in the life of people who can sometimes find themselves in darkness. Earlier this week, you may have seen it on the news or on social media that there was this big light in the sky in the western U.S. 
And nobody knew what it was. It was a clear night, and people looked up, and they saw these lights streaking across the sky, and there was all this speculation about what it might be. Some people were convinced that it was the beginning of the end of time. So, you know, those people that, that love to talk about that, they were like, yes, we finally maybe got it right, you know, and it is, it's going to be this year. But it wasn't long. They said, no, that's not what it is. And then some people thought, well, maybe it's alien invaders coming to invade us. And then there was even speculation that maybe Santa was making a Tuesday night test run <laughs> before he does his real job tonight. What it really was was just some space debris. And one of the scientists said that there's a lot of space debris that is around the earth and occasionally it will come into earth's atmosphere and it'll burn up. And when it happens over a populated area and when it happens at night on a clear night, then it lights up the sky and you can see it. So everybody that looked up at that clear sky, they saw light going through the darkness. Anytime light and darkness get into a fight, light wins. If you don't believe me, go in your bathroom at home, if you have one or whatever room you have that, that doesn't have windows in it, turn all the lights out, turn your flashlight on on your phone and see who wins. Light will win. And so over 200 times in the Bible, this, this idea of light being connected with what it's like to be with God is used. As opposed to being away from God, and in the darkness. And so when Jesus comes on the scene, he's referred to as a light. Hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, God's chosen nation, the Hebrew nation, found themselves, of their, because of their own stupid mistakes, living in darkness. Living in a nation they weren't created to live in, living under a godless king who consistently and over decades oppressed them. And when God saw the pain of his people living in darkness, he sent to them prophets. And one of those prophets was named Isaiah. And Isaiah shows up with a message of hope for these people who are stuck in darkness. One of the things he said is recorded in the Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, where it says this, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. If you were one of those people living in deep darkness, that would have been a message of hope for you. A message of hope that light was going to be God's way of dealing with darkness. That where you're where you are now was not going to be the place you were always going to be. And so they waited. And they waited. They waited for this light to show up that would be Jesus. The story of the birth of Christ appears in the New Testament in three different books. Written by followers of Christ in the books of Matthew, Luke, and John. Matthew talks about the birth of Christ from the perspective of Jesus' family tree. So people could see that Jesus was born of a certain family line so they could know that he was the Messiah. And so when Matthew writes the story about the birth of Christ, he's writing it to help people understand Jesus came from the family that, you, that all these prophecies were about, and so he is the Messiah. Luke writes from a perspective of 
uh, what's going on politically, and he includes different characters in his story, and it flows a little bit differently. That's probably why the story of Luke is the one that you know the most, because it's what's used for movies. It's what's used when you see a nativity scene. It's what's used in Charlie Brown's Christmas Kids when, when Linus comes out to the middle of the stage and he says, this is what Christmas is really all about. He's reading from the book of Luke. But John writes very differently about the birth of Christ. He's writing to a group of people who, who were being oppressed by a godless king and a godless political system. He's writing to a group of people who who were stuck in a religious system that never allowed them to feel like they stood right with God, like they always had to work harder but never quite got to where God wanted them to be. So that's the political and religious climate people are living in when John writes his version of the Christmas story. And so he talks about Jesus with this idea of a light piercing through the darkness. He doesn't tell stories about a little baby. He doesn't include other characters. He just simply says, he is the light that went into the darkness. So the, if you were one of those people living in darkness and you would have read that, you would have thought, finally, this prophecy that we've been waiting on for generation after generation is starting to come true. And so when John first mentions Jesus coming on the scene is in the book of John chapter 1 verse 14 and he refers to Jesus as the word when he says this. So the word became human and made his home among us. One line. One line describes what happened. The word that was in heaven with God is now a human living among us. That would have been a very hopeful message for people who first read these words. That's actually a summary of what he had said several verses before when he wrote these words. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So when light and darkness get in a fight, light can win every time. Darkness can't exist when light chases it away. And so it went from light being God's answer to the darkness and way of dealing with it to Jesus is God's way of dealing with darkness. Not only is Jesus God's general way of dealing with the darkness, Jesus is the way God deals with the darkness in your life, in your life, in your life, in my life. That's why this was such good news to people who first heard it because they would have known now we have an answer for the darkness. Now because Jesus is here, he will reach into the darkness and get us and pull us into light. So any kind of darkness that you might be going through, whether it's relational darkness or physical or emotional or darkness because of your own mistakes or darkness because of what someone else did to you through no fault of your own. The story of Christmas and Jesus coming to earth says, I will meet people in their darkness and I will bring them into light. I will meet people who think it's hopeless and I will pull them into light. That's what the message of Christmas is all about. That Jesus takes people where they are he, and he gives them direction. 
Not only does he take people, he takes really messed up people. People that have made many mistakes. People that have made many mistakes over and over and over again. And he says, I want to bring my light into your life. And maybe when I say messed up people, you perk up and think, wait, I qualify. That's me. I'm one of those. Well, if you feel like that's you, then you're the perfect person for Jesus' light to pierce through the darkness that's in your life for whatever reason and pull you into the light so you can experience his love, his grace, and his forgiveness. And Jesus doesn't just leave us there. He doesn't just say, I want to pull you out of the darkness and bring you into light so you know you're loved and you don't have to perform for me and you don't have to be good enough for me. Just because you are in the darkness, I'm going to go get you and I want you to come into the light. And you receive that light, his love, grace, and forgiveness. And he goes a step further. Now he takes the formerly really messed up person that he's brought into the light and he pulls them further to where now that formerly messed up person who moved into the light can now glow with the light of God in their life and make a difference in the world. And maybe you came tonight thinking, I hope I hear something that really helps. I hope I can hear something that might give me just a little bit of hope. For you, maybe it's not that you need to believe that Jesus was born and was this little baby that was born of a virgin and all the story that goes with that. Maybe for you, that's not what you really need to believe tonight. Maybe for you, you just need to believe that God believes in you, that God believes in your marriage, that God believes in your finances, that they could get better. That God believes that you can become a person through allowing his light in your life that he can use to influence others and make a difference in the world. That's available to every person in this room, whether you're in darkness now or not. The birth of Jesus says, when he came, light went into the darkness. And that's the darkness in your life and in my life. And you need to know that God believes that you can be aglow with his love, grace, and forgiveness in a world that tends to lean towards darkness. You can individually be a light. Let's pray. God, I pray that we take this challenge from the scriptures and we allow your light to come into our lives. And God, for the people here tonight that don't feel worthy, that don't feel like they're good enough, may they believe the truth that you believe in them and that you want to bring them into the light to experience your love, grace, and forgiveness and let them glow with that so each of us can be a light that shines in a dark world. And I pray this in Jesus, the light's name.